Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. There were some strong women in the Bible, which is a big indicator that you are not meant to be some woman that just needs to sit down and shut up. I know sometimes some people give women a bad reputation in the Bible, more than likely because of the following Bible verses. In 1 Timothy 2.11, a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. You can click my other blog post to see what real submission means according to the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 14.33, women should remain silent in the churches. But as I always say, it is so important to actually read the Bible because if you did, one may see that there are so many successful, strong women in the Bible that did in fact have authority over men and were very involved in the creation of the church, among other things. I want to bust the misconception that women were just meant to be wallflowers, that women can lead, and that there were many times that women had more faith than even men. So why don't we get into it, shall we? But first, don't forget to check out my video where I talk about the woman's role in the church and also don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel by clicking the link down below number one mary magdalene aka the other disciple one of the strong women in the bible is mary magdalene she was pretty much up there with the 12 disciples in my opinion she was not considered a part of the 12 officially but she literally did almost everything that the 12 disciples did and sometimes more but first who was she after this jesus traveled about from town to town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven de demons had come out. Jonah, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Luke 1-3 through three. In other words, Mary was a woman that Jesus healed and she, among other women, followed Jesus around and provided support to them out of their own means, which pretty much means they were paying for their things using their own money. As the Amplified Bible says, and many others who were contributing to their support out of their private means. So why is Mary Magdalene so strong? After Jesus was crucified, all 12 disciples, aka men, went into hiding because they were afraid. Simon Peter denied Jesus three times before Jesus was even dead, and Thomas did not even believe that Jesus could come back from the dead. Once Jesus was dead, they pretty much forgot about poor Jesus, but a woman, aka Mary, she was the first to get up early, go to Jesus' tomb in order to give him a traditional burial by herself, and this woman was the first person to see Jesus after he resurrected. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look into the womb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was a gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, 
rabbi, which means teacher. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. John twenty eleven through 18. So while the men were hiding, Mary was willing to confront anyone that took the body of Jesus and even carried him back herself if need be. She was also the first person to spread the news of Jesus' resurrection. Number two, Mary, mother of Jesus. I do not feel that I have to explain her story in great detail because the whole idea of being Christian is that we follow Jesus and so you should know of the person who gave birth to him, which is his mother Mary. So why is she so strong? Mary was a virgin when she got pregnant and she was betrothed to Joseph. Women freely have sex now, but back in those days, having sex before marriage literally meant that you could be stoned to death. Even as Mary knew this, she still decided to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit. God can do anything, but he needs our consent to come into our lives. And so when the angel told her she would get pregnant, Mary had to give consent to have this happen. The angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will cover you. For this reason, the baby will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord, lest this happen to me as you say. Then the angel went away. Luke 1, 35-38 Mary knew that being pregnant without being married meant that she could be stoned to death, but she still had enough bravery to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit, knowing that she could die and knowing that her fiancé Joseph may not want to be with her. Would you be willing to give up your man, be stoned to death, and possibly be shamed and your reputation be tarnished just to follow God? I can bet that probably most people wouldn't, but Mary did, and that shows her strength. Remember when I spoke of Mary Magdalene, all of which were strong women, and they were unofficial disciples in my opinion. Even after Jesus died, none of them cowered away. They still followed Jesus and were up there with the men to spread the good news and still very active in matters concerning the church. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives on the Sabbath day, walked from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were saying, those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, and Simon, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers, Act 1, 12, 14. Thus debunking the idea that women should just sit in church and not say anything and not have an active part. Clearly, we see that they do, they can, and they have. Number three, Ruth, from working the field to owning it. When most people think of Ruth, they think of Boaz and their wonderful love story, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read that. But I want you to note that the book of the Bible is called Ruth, not Boaz. What Ruth did was revolutionary in her time. I'm going to take a few excerpts from my book specifically for single women, Fix It Jesus, single for single women only, the straightforward no-nonsense guide to dating, relationships, and self-improvement, which you can click the link down below to buy to talk about why Ruth was so strong. Let's get into the story of Ruth. She was a widow as her husband died and she was following her mother-in-law Naomi to Bethlehem. She was going to a foreign land and more than likely thought that she would not be on the top to get married. Ruth was a widow who was about 40 years old. If you think about a 40-something unmarried woman that holds a stigma today, imagine what they probably thought of a woman in her situation back then. 
Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husband? Ruth 1.11 Naomi told her daughters, Orpah and Ruth, there was no hope and begged them to return home because their only option was to either wait until Naomi got pregnant again, hope that child to be a boy, and then wait for that child to grow up and marry either Orpah or Ruth. Naomi was saying, if you follow me, you'll be single for the rest of your life. When Ruth got to Bethlehem, she was ready to work. That was really the only choice she had. Naomi was too old to work, and there was no man of the house who was going to chip in and help out. It was just Ruth. So what made Ruth so strong? Here we have a 40-something-year-old woman in a time in which ha not having a man was detrimental. Ruth could have easily threw a pity party for herself about the fact that she had no kids, no husband, and could have turned and left her mother-in-law in the desert while she went back to her country in Moab. But she didn't. She didn't know what the future held or how they were going to live or find food. But in the end, she did what she had to do, including work in a field to provide for herself and her mother-in-law. She had to take on a provider role or a traditional male role to survive. Ruth is strong because she did not depend on a man for anything. Even though she got a man, she was fully prepared to handle her own life. You can also check out my video below down on Ruth on how Ruth put herself in position to be found. Number four, Esther, a wife and a savior of a nation. The fourth of the strong women in the Bible is Esther. I love Esther. I have a separate blog post on her that you can click the link down below to read. She was a true Cinderella in story indeed, coming from being an orphan to being queen. But more than anything, she saved the Jews from annihilation. This one woman was instrumental for saving an entire nation, literally. And she was willing to put her life at risk to do so by going before the king unannounced and probably risking getting her head chopped off. All of the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. Esther 4.11 Not to mention that the king has a history of getting rid of his queens, as the only reason why Esther was even queen is because the king had gotten rid of his former queen Vashti. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree that that it be written in the law of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti is to never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. And also, let the king give a royal position to someone else who is better than she. Esther 1, 19-20 So it's very much possible that the king could have banished Esther for disobeying him and coming to him without permission. You can also watch my video down below that I did on Esther's and what other women can learn from her. So what made her so strong? The first thing is that despite all the consequences that she could have faced, such as being parted with her head, she was still brave to come before the king unannounced. And then when he extended his royal scepter to her, she was smart about saving the Jews. She did not burst into the court demanding things and causing a scene. Instead, she chose to feed him over the course of several nights, get into his favor, and then ask for what she wanted. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. The king was sitting on the royal throne in the hall facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing in court, he was pleased with her and held out to her the gold scepter that was in his hand. Esther 715 
Although Esther was queen, she had direct influence over the king and was the one behind the scenes calling all of the shots and somehow made him think that he came up with the idea when really it was Esther's plan all along. So the king and Haman went to Esther's banquet and as they were drinking wine on the second day, the king asked Esther again, what is your petition? It will be given unto you. What is your request? Even up to half of the kingdom, it will be granted. Then Esther said, if I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition and spare my people. This is my request. Esther 713. Number five, Deborah, the judge. Deborah is the only woman that is mentioned in the book of Judges as a judge, in which their sole purpose was, then the Lord raised up judges who saved them out of the hands of these raiders, Judges 2.16, and so Deborah was a judge that was in charge of settling disputes among the Jews, and she even prophesied. Now Deborah, a prophetess and wife, was leading Israel at the time. She would sit under the date palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel, in the Uramount Hill country, the Israelites would come up to her and have their disputes settled. Judges 4, 4 through 5. You see that Deborah's husband is mentioned in the above Bible verse. How about that is the only place that her husband is ever mentioned. In fact, we do not even know what he does for a living, which clearly proves he was not the real focus this whole time. Furthermore, Deborah foretold another iconic event in which Jael, a woman, was going to drive a peg through Caesarea's head. As I stated above, the judges were set into place by God to protect Israel from raiders, which is why Barak, a man, came to Deborah, a woman, and asked her to come with him to war. So much so that if Deborah refused the man, he was not going to go. Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go, but if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, she said, but because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sesera into the hands of a woman. Judges 4, 8 through 9. So what made Deborah so strong? She was a judge, for goodness sake, over Israel in a time in which women didn't do such things. This means that she must have been capable in the eyes of men in order for them to feel comfortable to elect her as judge. Number 6, Jail, the first deadly assassin. Remember that woman that Deborah told Barak about, the one who would kill his enemy? Deborah prophesied, I will indeed go with you, but you will not gain fame on the expedition you are undertaking, for the Lord will turn Sesra over to a woman. Judges 4.9 The woman which Deborah was speaking of was Jael, and Jael kid Sesra by driving a peck through his head. Her actions delivered Israel. So what makes Jael so strong? The reason why Jael was so successful is because she used her womanly ways to take advantage of her em enemy. Cesara went into her tent, probably underestimating Jael as being just a woman not capable of harming a fly. But yet Jael came out to welcome Cesara. She said to him, stop and rest, my lord. Stop and rest with me. Don't be afraid. So Cesara stepped in to rest in her tent and she put a blanket over him. He said to her, give me a little water to drink because I'm thirsty. She opened the goatskin container of milk and gave him some milk to drink. Judges 4, 18 through 19. Jael played her little womanly role, and as soon as Cesara was asleep, she killed him. Then Jael, wife of Harbor, took a tent peg in the hand and a hammer in the other. She crept upon him and drove the tent peg through his temple into the ground while he was asleep from exhaustion, and so he died. Judges 4.21 
Men and women are equal in my eyes, but I love when women are able to do something that not even men can do. I seriously doubt that any man could have made an enemy feel so comfortable enough to just go to sleep in their presence so that they can kill them. God could have had a man kill Cesara, but he didn't. He chose a woman. Number seven, Leah, the woman with the weak eyes. The last of the strong women in the Bible is Leah. When we read the story of Leah, we cannot help but to feel sorry for her. Her father had tricked a man into marrying her and she she was always in competition for her own husband over her sister Rachel. Rachel was prettier and their husband loved Rachel and Leah was just known for her weak eyes. There was no sparkle in Leah's eyes, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. Genesis 29 through 17. Notice that it did not say Leah was unattractive, but that her eyes were weak and that they had no sparkle. It was like she was depressed or something. On top of the fact that her father had to trick her husband into marrying her. And then Jacob said to Lebanon, give me my wife. My time is complete and I want to make love with her. So Lebanon brought together all the people of the place and gave a feast. But when the evening came, he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and Jacob made love to her. And Lebanon gave his servant Jephthah to his daughter as her attendant. When the morning came, there was Leah. So Jacob said to Lebanon, What is this you have done to me? I serve you for Rachel, didn't I? Why have you deceived me? Genesis twenty nine twenty one through 25 Imagine how Leah must have felt. Her husband was tricked into marrying her. She lost her virginity, only for him to wake up and regret having sex with or marrying her. She was already depressed and this probably made her feel even more depressed. When the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. Genesis twenty nine thirty one through 32. But God took pity on Leah and opened up her womb, causing her to have more children than her sister. She had six sons. After her first three sons, each time she would say to herself, Surely my husband will love me now, and gave her sons a name that represented misery. But somewhere in the mix, she stopped being depressed over being unloved and decided to be happy regardless. And so God listened to Leah, and she became pregnant and bore Jacob the fifth son. Then Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband. She named him Ashtar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God presented me with a precious gift. This time my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. She named him Zublin. Genesis thirty seventeen through 20 You can also check out my video below that I did about Leah and the love triangle she had with her sister. You can watch that down below. What makes Leah so strong? I included Leah as one of the strong women of the Bible because her strength comes from within. She went from being depressed with no sparkle in her eye to being joyful even when her husband didn't really love her. She decided that she was going to be happy and whatever was going on with Jacob and Rachel was no longer going to matter to her. And it really takes a really strong woman to put a smile on her face even though things in her life are going wrong. Here are seven strong women in the Bible, all displaying and showing their strengths in many different ways. A wife, a mother, a widow, a judge, a disciple, an assassin, and a savior of a nation. This shows that as women, we are multidimensional and we can use our strength in many different ways. And in some cases, even more so than men. And if you know a strong woman that can stand to read it, then go ahead and share it with her.